Hello, welcome to the new episode of the Session Sum Up. My name is Nick. I've been beatboxing for a good number of years, and today's Session Sum Up is the sum up that occurred. Oh, sum up. The workshop that occurred. What's that? I hear the 24th. On the 24th, I think it was, yes, the 24th of November on 8 p.m. on Zoom. So, I am particularly excited about this episode. Because he wasn't because there. He left because us. Because I wasn't there. He didn't even show up. Um, um, you know, I had, I had some stuff to do. Actually, there was like a Unity charity event. Shout out to Unity Charity. They had like a spoken word open mic thing. And I was like, okay, let me just... I, I kind of want to go there and see, uh, see what it's like and perform beatboxing. Also, some spoken word. I don't know if Martin was here. He would tell you all about it yeah um, so basically but, y'all and, ditched me so i could work and y- y'all could <laughs> go have fun it was all part <laughs> of the training <laughs> just like this no, but like, honestly how'd it go how'd it go oh it was great it was great um this, this week we did the theme song was was unique sounds i'm lenny by the way i have been beatboxing long not long enough um and i'm also a facilitator at unity charity uh, long enough to facilitate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long enough to facilitate, workshops. but long, not long enough. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, yeah, they um, are we. We did unique sounds, and I kind of wanted to like really flex like the collaborative session aspect of of the Unity Charity uh, format, I guess you could say. So we were, I was really trying to like um, like grasp people's unique sounds, and then try to um, if they had any questions about mine. Um, we'd kind of go from there and it actually like really worked out nicely because my high school friend, um, came through and he's, um, he's like a heavy metal vocalist. And so he's like very familiar with a lot of throat techniques. And so one of our participants was curious, uh, if I could do the throat bass, uh, full disclosure, I can do the throat bass, not very well though. But anyway, so I was telling that participant about how, uh, I had essentially learned how to do it and, um, through that, we just like had like kind of like started up the initial conversation of unique sounds and how to go about them, unique learning practices, etc. Um, but then also, um, we were able to get like almost like the it was like a, an explanation of throat bass through a heavy metal vocalist because they use the same technique. So. Um, yeah, yeah. so like my friend was able to come in and like, uh, even though they were extremely new to beatboxing, they were able to do, um, a vocal bass, which was crazy. And so anyway, so I was, uh, whenever I was trying to teach chess bass, he ended up doing vocal bass. And so I had explained like to our participants, like what, um, they were doing and, uh, and, and then, yeah, sure enough, um, like vocal fries, are very popular within the heavy metal scene. And so like, it was really um, like, it was like the exact way that I explained vocal bass is the exact same way that a heavy metal artist would explain doing growls and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. so it was like, it, it started out as unique sounds and it just like, it, said, it didn't even like end up in beatboxing. It just kind of like, we just went to unique sounds and uh, it was a good like collaborative session in that way. It was like really unique. 
Cool. No, that's awesome. I think um, well, uh, even if it did still go to like heavy metal or throat um singing, like that still applies to how to create like your a unique sound. I think um, what for me when it comes to like making unique sounds, it's all just coming comes from ideas that you have in mind, and then trying to reform it into something that you think no one has ever done before. And it's funny that you mentioned like vocal fry, vocal fry technique being very popular in like the heavy metal, heavy metal voice uh, technique scene, because I think vocal fries are slowly becoming apparent in the beatboxing scene as well, especially when it comes to like trying to make more variations of throat bass or of like chest bass. Um, I know, I, I think we, there was a beatboxer actually who I, both, both of you and I were, we saw his one video on vocal fries and it was like, like an, he did like an alien bass. I cannot remember his name, unfortunately. Uh, oh, from Holland. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. He's like the, I'm an alien yeah, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, oh man. Uh, ind- indicator. Take us a while? Indicator. Indicator. There you go. Thank you. He was he had an awesome video, um, and I remember he did a tutorial on how he does that bass, how he does that bass, and it's like a variation of like overtones and a vocal fry, I think, which is wild. Um, so it's cool hearing that you're still talking about vocal fry and other vocal techniques, trying to do chest bass and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and so, then yeah. there's even like people getting like funky with it, like you could. I don't even know if like this is actually considered a vocal fry, but I feel like it would be. Um, uh, So-so when he does like that edge voice, like that, yeah, 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 yeah. But it like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. super, super, super back there. You know what I mean? It's like kind of like yeah. a reverse vocal fry in some some way. I think it sounds like he's doing a slow controlled vocal fry. Yeah, that's what. I'm, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because so another beatboxer who who does that is Biart from the Netherlands. But the way he did it, it was the way he first did it. It sounded like clicks, like it sounded like he was doing like fast clicks. But then when he was showing it, like his mouth was not his mouth was just wide open, and then he was just doing these clicking sounds, like really fast clicking sounds. And you're like wondering how's he doing that. And then the more you listen to it, like you realize, oh, he's doing a vocal fry. It's just like really, really slowed down, and it just sounds like because I, for those who don't know, like when you do a vocal fry exercise, it's you're kind of like imitating like a door creaking. <laughs> Like it's it's basically like for, for, from when when I when I perceive it, it sounds like you're doing like a door slowly creaking creaking open sound, um, and then when you're able to control that, it starts to sound like uh, other kinds of things. Like it could sound like clicking, it could sound um, like an alien kind of bass. Um, so there's like a lot of variations once you have that once you have that technique like um, controlled and solidified and everything. Yeah, and you can do like an inward throat bass, right? Me personally, yeah, yeah. can you do something like yes. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like, like you could almost argue that like, like throat bass is an extension of a vocal fry, like in some ways. You know what I mean? It's like you're still using the same muscle, but it's like it's obviously a, like significantly more aggressive. Yeah, I think um, I always like when I ever think of like throat bass, I sometimes th- th- I see similar techniques when um, Inuit throat singers do it or Mongolian throat singers do it. Um, there's, I, I think I saw, there's this one video of, um, two Inuit throat singers and then 
they're kind of just doing like a they're inhaling and exhaling <laughs> like that like very like low very chest based mm-hmm. um and it's the the way they do it is like like kind of how beatboxers do it and when they whenever they try to do uh throat beats or throat bass or vocal vocal bass based <laughs> sounds I'm saying bass a lot or i'm just saying bass a lot but anyways you get the idea um but yeah it's uh it's just cool seeing all these techniques being used in other cultures and other and other genres of music and yeah just from because of that you can totally figure out unique sounds um because they're all different interpretations of a similar idea yeah yeah it's kind of like what i was trying to go for like last was it last year yeah, last year uh, with my, so like this year I just did like history of beatbox, but last year I did beatbox expression and it was like, like fully like kind of caps, cap, capsuled within that idea of like what you're just talking about. Like, it's just like a different interpretation of things we've already known about, you know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's obviously like, like throat singing is like the very tangible one. You know what I mean? We all, we've all probably seen throat ba- ba- or throat singing in some capacity, you know what I mean? But then you also have like other things like there's like there's clicks in languages and there's and there's uh like people have been um using their uh using their bodies as, as as instruments for a very long time. Maybe not like in the way that beatboxers do, but you know, just like physical expression of music, I guess. Yeah. It's always cool to see that though, because um whenever you see someone perform in that way or demonstrate Something like that. I always thinking, oh, that would that person would be a really good beatboxer if they if they, if they tried it out. Um, because like like you said, with the like with your heavy heavy metal voice voice friend, he picked up the vocal bass like immediately. Yeah, so, oh, so jealous too. Because that's like if you're like a bass head, that's like one of the first sounds you hear as a like a aspiring beatboxer, and you're like, dang, how do they do that? That doesn't even make <laughs> yeah. sense. Like. Yeah, yeah, so I was to- I'm totally cool. envious. Um, but yeah, anyway, moving on, uh, what, uh, what else we did in the class was, or in the session is I was trying to like do some like unique um, games combined with the unique sounds and just like kind of try to mm. promote like people just doing th- sounds that they've never done before. And uh, it's like if when you look at unique sounds in the context of a beatboxer, it's really easy to be overwhelmed. And this is something we actually talk about amongst ourselves like as facilitators is like, um, if you don't take beatboxing seriously and you're just kind of jumping into it, it's really easy to interpret everybody you talk to as taking beatbox super seriously. You know what I mean? Like, like you just like, you don't know what exactly, like why so many people like have so many different techniques and this and that, whatever, until like you're in the culture and then you're like, oh, okay, okay. This is why people want to do all these different things. You know what I mean? Whether as like, yeah. A lot of people just kind of want to learn boots and cats and like kind of keep a rhythm. Um, it's like really easy to just like, oh my gosh, there's so many things. Am I expected to know all this and that, whatever? And so anyway, um, so with this game that I had, I essentially it's just like we just called it picture to sound. And so I just prepared a, a slideshow with um, with random uh, pictures. We had like oh where there was like a helicopter, there was like a bike horn, a bunch of different animals, uh yeah. like climates, you know, such as like deserts and waves and et cetera, et cetera. So that was a real hit. It was real fun. Uh plan I think every I think pretty much everybody got involved, which was really good. Um cool. 
That was good. And then the, uh, what else did we do? What else did we do? Oh, um, we were just talking like, just like collaboratively, like what are things in your life that you could like just mimic? You know what I mean? So just like, just looking in your, in your environment, picture yourself in different environments, et cetera. And so, um, that being said, like, is there, like, we're kind of, we're kind of like privileged because we can look at other people like, like very talented beatboxers and say like, okay, I want to learn that like eventually, you know what I mean? And then kind of work your way towards it. But like, whenever you first started interpreting unique sounds and this and that, whatever, how did you go about it? Did you just like look up tutorials of things you heard or did you like try unique sounds? Um, when I was thinking when it comes to like trying unique sounds, it's very hit or miss sometimes. Um, especially when you are like sharing your sounds with other beatboxers. I, I've there have been a lot of instances where I would just be jamming with other beatboxers or ciphering, and then it'll be my turn to go up, and then I'll just start doing my thing. And they would be they would they would pop off at sounds that I didn't even know were even that good. <laughs> like and but I think they would like it because Oh, I never heard you do that before. It's and it sounds so different. It sounds so unique. Um, and then when I start talking to them about like the sounds that surprise them, I would try to hone in and see if I can um, emphasize it more and try to make it um, just more more clear, more cleaner. Just trying to refine it in general. So that's kind of how I um, try to uh, develop unique sounds in that way. In fact, I think that's how I did how I found out like that owl siren that I do the that sound I remember just doing it during one freestyle and then everyone just like went off but what was that what was surprising was I was trying to imitate another beatboxer who was doing that sound but not in the in the same in the same technique um I think it's uh his name was Sid effects Sid effects from from the UK he was doing this one uh, melody that we, it just sounded like he was going, it was like a siren. He was going like up and down, like, Ooh, or something like that. Okay. And I was just trying to imitate it. So when I did my imitation, everyone just went off. It's like, oh, whoa, how'd you do that? And it's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just came out. So yeah, like developing unique sounds for me just comes from how uh, people react to it, I guess. Because that gives me an idea on what, is something that I could work on more and what's something that's like um that's not as par not as significant as you think it is but that's also gives you an idea uh that that's just something you need to work on as well um there's another thing I wanted to say but yeah I'll, I'll stop for now <laughs> I see definitely definitely jealous you know what I mean like I essentially like beatboxed by myself in my room for the first two years you know what I mean? There's definitely like, you know, like all your like beep, like non beatbox friends, like they can only tell you so much about your beatboxing. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah that that's cool though. Cause I definitely like, I see it even like within our participants, like whenever people cipher, um, like we have a lot of people who are like trying it out, like just like as vocalists or something like that. And it's funny that you use the example of the, like the owl siren 
Um, we had like a participant recently who was just like singing overtones in like a kind of like a not even yodel. Like it was just like they were just they were just having at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember everybody <laughs> went crazy. And like it, it's it's just like you're saying. Like it doesn't even have to be super complex or like wicked clean or delivered even like amazingly it's just like the fact that it's new and it's coming out of somebody that you didn't expect and you're like oh dang yeah oh dang fire yeah yeah Yeah. it's definitely uh i think that's that's the um, that's why i think that's another reason why everyone like like you said before with um people when once you go into the beatboxing scene and you meet all these beatboxers you realize that there's so much more like sounds other than the boots and cats and you're wondering like why is that the case and it's because every time a beatboxer performs it's like the opportunity to show to show your style but then also surprise the audience with something new um it's it's kind of it's and that's very prominent especially when it comes to battles it like gives you a lot of extra points when you just surprise everyone in general um and yeah, everyone everyone likes a good surprise when when someone's performing. Like you never know. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of surprises, like the the counter ability, uh, whenever you can whenever you have a vast array of of techniques is like much more high. You know what I mean? And like I, I really I really have a hard time um overlooking a, a well a well done counter in a in a beatbox battle. Like like somebody mimics your material you prepared coming into the battle. Like, come on, you know what I mean? Like, how? How do you come back from yeah. that? You know what I mean? Like, shh. there's also the other alternative is to not rebuttal and, and then just stick with your strengths, and that all works just as well. Um, there's Codfish did that actually during during GBB a couple of years ago, and yeah, it was everyone just. It just sounded so good. It sounded perfect. Yo, shout out, shout sounded... out my boy Batako, bro. Shout out, to, oh, Batako was is amazing as yeah, well. I think like another beatboxer from Japan. I think that battle was so much closer than people um, like to admit. I think ref- remember I don't remember the battle that much, but I think that was the battle where I thought, oh, he definitely woke up Codfish and told, like, kind of really forced him to. Forced him to say something back at him, yeah. you know. Um, and yeah, no, I think again, it's the it's the fun the fun thing about battling, and just the fun thing about being on stage in general is that because you you want everyone engaged and you want uh, everyone to be, you know, just attentive and just vibe with what you have, and it doesn't hurt to just have like a couple surprises like up your sleeve. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Like I remember D'Lo did a sound where he just like he just shook his head back and forth with some loose lips. And Yeah. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? Like just why not? You know what I mean? Everybody went crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um BBK I think did something similar. Oh no, he <laughs> This is this is more like a performative surprise rather than like a beatboxing technique surprise. But I remembered uh one battle he Went on his knees, put his index finger on his forehead, and kind of like curled it up like a horn, and charged at the beatboxer <laughs> like a rhino. <laughs> like he kind of <laughs> yeah. I think I don't think I saw that one. I think I saw one where he was like rolling on the stage or something though. He did that too. I think that was the first. That was his first stunt. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that was at Canadian Champs. Yes. And then I think this rhino thing was. 
I think in American champs, I could be wrong. Oh, dang, yeah. man's consistent. Go, going yeah, international yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> basically, and and he's an animal now. He's not just he's not just rolling. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yo, shout out BBK. I see him growing his hair. Yeah, out. yeah, he is. <laughs> shout out to BBK. Uh, what what but, were we just talking yeah. about? Uh, counter ability, um, having a vast array of skills. We did sound charades. Yes. Unique sounds. Oh, actually, just to comment on your exercise, because um, I think I did th- that whole picture to sound activity. I think I did something similar, but for me, I used it as an encouragement to for participants to um, like uh, be comfortable in just humming melodies. So I remembered my picture. My pictures were um, like uh fast food <laughs> most some of them are fast food some of them are like video game pictures but they all were relevant they all related to like some melody so what i did was i would show the participants a picture and then they would have to hum a melody based off of that picture so like for i showed them the mcdonald's logo uh, and someone just went da 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 yeah, <laughs> something yeah. like that um i think i showed the mario and then someone did da 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 like it was very very casual very quick um but i liked your interpretation of the picture and sound because um, it kind of, it made the interpretations like more broad. So it could have been, it didn't have to be a melody. It could just be anything, be any sound that they wanted. Um, so yeah, like that was like, that was a, that was a cool way to, to have that exercise be implemented I, for the participants. I definitely would have um, put it in the beginning of the lesson or beginning of the session, I should say. Um, looking, looking back in hindsight, cause like, I think, I think we're, we're privileged in the sense where a, a lot of our participants are very willing to participate. They've been around for a little bit. Um, and yeah. everyone's kind of, a, kind of comfortable, but I think that, um, just to stimulate the mind, um, about these unique sounds, like we could have like referenced back to the sounds that we were making a lot more. Like if you were like, you're like, Oh, remember the sounds you were doing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's why we that's why we learn and improve. I mean, like, to let me ask you this: Was I would imagine there were some were there some new participants? I mean, also including your heavy the heavy metal uh, well, heavy metal he came, friend. He gave last week as well, but and like in previous sessions as well. But um, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, but yes, I mean, effectively, like new to beatboxing, yes. Yeah, I would because I, I think the even though there are like a lot of like recurring recurring participants, recurring characters, uh, every every episode, every session, um, when there is someone new to the space, I would imagine like the the level of engagement that's already there encourages new participants to just try it out as well. Totally agree. So, yeah, I uh, it's I think it's 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 always nice when that happens. Um, Especially when it's someone who doesn't know anyone in the space at all, and they're just here. They're all, they're they're here for the sake of curiosity, and um, the goal for me is always just like to get them to stay for at least the entire <laughs> the entire session. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. People like what they like, but it's it's really nice to see people willing to see what you like to. Yeah. Um, so you had the picture versus sound, you had 
the heavy metal vocal fry convo um a bit of the uh how unique sounds are developed like, yeah we were just, we was, were just talking that? about like what unique sounds we can already do and then i had right. taught them um how i do my chest bass uh just as like a reference and then like also like showcase the like the ways you can use it um so like one of the big distinctions was like like using it as like a like a like a punch or a kick sounds like and then also stretching that sound into whatever else you wanted to use so for example so you'd be able to nice. um, take it like it's kind of like I, I almost like imagine it like personified as a, an accordion, like kind of like a wobble. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So like I, I always kind of just like picture between like controlled or a little bit loose. And uh, and so anyway, so we're trying to kind of like like uh, use that concept or that premise, I should say. Um, like to the unique sounds, you know what I mean? So here's a unique sound, but you can use it in whichever, which way you wanted to. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then yeah. we had a closing, uh, reflection question, which was, uh, where do you hear music in your life already? And this was like, like, honestly, after I asked this question, I was like, where do I see music in my life already? Like, I don't even like. Like what? Like I, I, I feel like it's like such an open-ended question. I remember. I don't know if I told told you this, but I remember back in high school, I had a friend who um, was thinking about he challenged he wanted to challenge himself to not listen to any music for a month. I think it was maybe maybe even shorter than that. I I would think like maybe it was like just two weeks. He would. He would uh, refrain from listening to any music for two weeks. And um, I remember thinking how impossible that is <laughs> because not only would like not only would there just be music wherever he went, whether it's just like out like on the TTC or just like out like when he's commuting, out on the mall in Ian Center or something like that. Because I think what he was thinking was no no iPod, no uh, no headphones at all for two weeks. But that you're still listening, like there's still music outside of that <laughs> music by proxy. machine. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? Like it's diegetic in some way. <laughs> um, and then on top of that, we all went to a music school, so I don't even know what he was talking uh, about. But anyways, get out of here. Get out of here. I just remember, yeah, I just remember thinking, how, like at first I thought it was like a pretty, okay, that seems, that seems, uh, that seems viable. That seems doable. But then when I thought about it and then just realizing like the amount of music that we're surrounded by, <laughs> it's kind of impossible to do that kind of, to stick to that commitment. Um, although to be fair, maybe I think there'd be one, one situation that I would see it at is if you're like um, out at sea, like on a boat or something and just like, on a boat You're for like losing out on so many privileges, like why why music got to be another one? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm just trying to but suffer I don't, I don't out know. there. There's something something's interesting about that. I wonder what that's like. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, not even a radio. Not even a radio. Not even a radio. Yeah, I think like I th I think anybody like I, you know 
I mean, if you force force a human to do anything, I mean, we have an amazing ability to adapt, right? I think, but that doesn't mean we're going to adapt well. It just means we're going to adapt, right? So I think yeah. it's it's like definitely doable, and like it like it wouldn't like hurt your psyche that much. But like like you're saying, like you we can't escape music, not because like music's chasing us, but it's like music's like within all of us. You know what I mean? And like, and I don't mean that in like a cheesy way. I mean like literally, like you're socially engineered to like music and like hear it all the time, yeah. and hear it in things, and like you know what I mean. So yeah. Uh, uh, it's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it'd be difficult. It'd be difficult. Let's just like put them in a, like in a like social isolation. It'll be all right. We could we could just yeah, ask prisoners, bro. No big deal. We have so many people who have probably not listened to music in a very long time. You know what I mean? And if you if you look into like a lot of what happens like on the prison yards stuff like that, it's them making entertainment for themselves via talents of music and et cetera, things like that. Yeah, I mean, they even I would imagine like some of them even have like programs too. Um, in prison, just for, uh, and some of them could be music related as well. Yeah, 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 for uh, it's, sure. It's, and it's their choice whether they want to be exposed to that or not. It's wild. It's weird. It's. I think it's a. I think it's a privileged thing as well. Now, now that I think about it, um, seeing how, uh, just being privileged to be in that in this space or in this surrounding and stuff, um, it's something to be aware of and also something to be like you know thankful for yeah when it comes to stuff like this yeah dude i mean it, it's like it's a privilege to go to jail in certain countries you know what i mean like, like oh, yeah. yeah like it's we're we're blessed out here we're blessed out here especially as canadians there's so so many things that we don't even realize are, are such an advantage yeah we yeah though there then don't get me wrong there are some flaws uh with with uh with our surroundings but at the same time, there's also like a lot of stuff to be appreciative for as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So just because we just because someone has privilege doesn't mean that they can't strive to have something better. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. 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 Where do? How did this? Uh, what was the question again? Uh, we were talking about <laughs> prisons and and people being in spaces where they don't have um, opportunities to listen to music and how we are blessed to be in the space of uh, like Unity Charity having the community of beatbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but then I think what was that? What was the main closing question? Oh, even oh, oh, oh. Where do you hear music in your life? <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was I was just wondering if we answered it, and yeah, I think we everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah absolutely. You do hear it everywhere, but it's like it's like kind of one of those like what like like what's a good movie? Like, well, what do you mean? What's a good movie? Like, what like what do you like about a movie? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you could you could hear music in your footsteps. You could hear music in a creak of your chair. You know what I mean? Like you could you could hear music out of everything. You know what I mean? Good uh, good music or sorry, music is everywhere. Good music is in some places. <laughs> Uh, bad music is in most places. <laughs> yeah. But most of the good music, Unity Charity. Come by every Wednesday, oh, 8 o'clock, Eastern Standard oh, Time, until 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Nick, do you, are you privileged to the Zoom link right now? Oh, sorry. Hold on. Uh, yes, I am. Here we go. Privileged by the number 878-8985. Five one two one. One more time. Eight seven eight eight nine eight five five one two one. Take care. Have a good week. Ooh. Thank you for the applause. Oh,
Thank you.